Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast, where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe that God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Welcome to episode 10. I am so excited to wrap up today our mini-series, Walking Through the Four Pillars of this podcast. Today, we are digging into the question of how do we love others well? And before I go through this top 10 list of action steps that we can take to love others well, I do want to start with a quick disclaimer, uh, because I am a marriage and family therapist licensed in the state of South Carolina in the U.S. of A., Um, but this show, this podcast is not therapy. It's not personal advice to your situation, Um, and if you are curious about professional counseling, check out the link in the show notes that may provide some guidance around that. Um, All right, friend, let's dive in. This top 10 list is not in a particular order. It's not necessarily like, well, you have to do number one, but uh, number eight, eh, not that important. Um, It really is just as I was sitting down and praying about this and, and looking through scripture and thinking through the different counseling relationships that I've had with people. Um, These were the top 10 things that really stood out as far as how do we love others well. So the first one that I have on the list here is that we spend time with these people. We spend time with our friends. We spend time with our church family. Um, Now, sometimes we can't avoid this. Like you're probably going to spend time with your coworkers. Um, You may or may not spend time with your friends, depending on how your schedules line up and how much that is a priority for you. But we're not going to have good and deep relationships if we're not spending time together. And biblically, we certainly see this in how Jesus and his disciples developed their friendship together. They spent a lot of time together. And then when Jesus um, ascended to heaven and the disciples start spreading out to, to share the gospel with people, Um, In the New Testament, we have all these letters that they wrote to these new churches that they had started, which really emphasize how they enjoyed sharing life together and how they're longing to see each other again. Spending time with these new friends was hugely important for them, and it's important for us today. So number one, spend time with your people. Number two, we use our gifts and our talents to serve them, to serve our friends, to serve our church community. Um, It can be really easy to think about our strengths and our talents in a way of like, almost what am I getting out of this? Or like, oh, I feel comfortable with this service project. So yeah, that's the one that I will say yes to. Um, And that's part of it, of course, that if you have a particular talent, you have opportunity to use it in ways that other people don't. But Ultimately, we need to remember that the gifts God has given us, the talents he's given us, exist so that we can serve other people. And there's a great passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that outlines some of the specifically spiritual gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to each of us. And it says very specifically in, uh, this is chapter 12, verse 7, that to each one, to each person, the Spirit has given these gifts for the common good. And it goes on to talk about how um, 
you know, we may have a gift of wisdom or a gift of knowledge. We may have a gift of prophecy or miraculous powers or healing or encouragement. And all of those exist for the common good so that we can build up, encourage, and equip the people around us, the body of Christ. So that's number two. Number three on this how-to list is that we love others well by sharing our hope with them. And yes, that includes specifically sharing the gospel, who Jesus is, why he matters, and what he has done for this person that you're having coffee with or um, you're at the break room table with at work, uh, whoever it might be. Sometimes that is specifically sharing the gospel, and sometimes that is sharing about what God has done for you or why you have hope, even in the face of a really difficult situation, um, sharing ultimately about the hope that we have in Christ. And we do that with gentleness and respect. Um, I'm in a Bible study right now, wrapping up through 1 Peter, um, and he says this clearly in chapter 3, we should always be ready to give an answer when people ask us about the, you know, why do we have this hope? We need to be ready with an answer, but we need to give that answer with gentleness and respect, which is, of course, a huge part of it because part of loving others well is that even if we're thinking that question is ridiculous, we're not going to act that. We're not going to show that. We're going to have the humility to recognize that if I don't think that question is ridiculous, that's from the grace of God. And so we want to speak into whatever questions they have, whatever objections they have. We need to be ready to explain what do we believe, why do we believe it, and to do that with gentleness. All right, so we are up to point number four, the fourth way that we can practically in our everyday lives love others well is that we can offer wise counsel and helpful advice. Um, now, I probably lean toward this because I'm a counselor. It's literally my job to give people counsel, to give advice. And you may or may not feel like you really have a lot of wisdom or advice to give to a friend or to a neighbor. Um, but trust me, the Lord has given you the situations that you have been through so that you can then give advice or encouragement based on what you've already been through. You can give comfort based on the comfort that you have received from your own trials and your own suffering. Um, a, a great, really quick little verse that hopefully will encourage you in this is from Proverbs. Proverbs 27, verse 9 which says, perfume and incense bring joy to the heart, and the pleasantness of a friend springs from their heartfelt advice. Um, and I know if you're reading in a different translation, it might sound a little different uh, as it does sometimes in the Bible. That's particularly from the New International Version. And I really love that, that translation because that's such a beautiful picture of friendship. I mean, yeah, perfume and it brings joy to the heart. That's fine. But the second half here, uh, verse 9, part B, the pleasantness of a friend springs from their heartfelt advice. That advice might not always be perfect. It might not solve your problem. But if you know that it is heartfelt, that they are genuinely caring for you and for what you're dealing with, that is pleasant. That brings joy and hope and encouragement. And that is something you can offer every time that you meet with a friend, every time that you're at church and you're maybe sharing a prayer request with someone, um, you have opportunity to give heartfelt advice, counsel, encouragement, um, 
which might not solve their problem. And that's really not the goal. The goal is that you are offering what you have in a way that is connecting with them and encouraging them. And that flows us really nicely into point number five of how do we love others well is we specifically and intentionally offer encouragement to them. I love this passage in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, which says, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. This is one of those letters, you know, they're writing to a young church in Thessalon Thessalonica. I don't know, my pronunciation of all the Bible words is not always great. Um, they're writing to the Thessalonian people <laughs> and they're telling them, you're already encouraging one another. You're already building each other up. Keep doing it. That is meaningful. That is important. And we see this actually in many different places in scripture, but intentionally finding opportunities and ways to encourage your friends, your neighbors. Now you can do that, of course, with a word of encouragement um, to tell them something you love about them, um, to tell them a, a memory you have. You know, Hey, I was just thinking about that time we went to the beach and we had this fun experience. That's encouraging because it's fun and it's connecting back to that relationship history. But we can also encourage people by um, giving a gift. If we see something at the store that makes us think of them, you know, we can buy them a card or a book or whatever it might be. We can reach out with a text or a phone call um, just to say, hey, I was thinking about you or here's a scripture verse that I found encouraging today. I wanted to share it. We, there are so many ways we can encourage people, but that is a very practical way that we love others well. So number six, we love others well by praying for them. Um, and, and this is a really common thing in the church that will be like, oh, you've got blah, blah, blah issue going on. I'll pray for you. And that's fine. And I hope that you do actually go home and pray for those people. But I know that I need to confess that I am guilty of sometimes saying it and then I forget. I don't pray for that issue. Um, and so what I try to do, because I'm aware of that in myself, I don't think I'm alone in this, is I try to play, pray with people either A, on the spot to say, hey, can I pray with you right now? They don't need to close their eyes. It doesn't need to be some big, long thing. It can be a sentence or two just to say, Lord, I pray over, I pray over this person. I pray over this situation. You can name it out right then and there. And you say, Lord, encourage them, give them hope, be with them, show them you're here in Jesus name. Amen. Like it doesn't need to be a big thing, but I'll try to pray on the spot or I will put a reminder in my phone, particularly if it's something like, hey, I have a big interview next Wednesday at one o'clock. Like, okay, I'm putting a reminder in my phone next Wednesday at one o'clock that I want to be praying for you. Um, but praying for our friends, our neighbors, our community is a way that we love them well. Point number seven here, we give generously. And this is throughout scripture. It is very, very clear that Jesus wants us to give generously. He wants us to give of our time, of our heart and our emotions and our energies. And he does want to give us, he wants us to give of our money and our resources. And so that is part of the way that we love others well. Um, in particular, I'm going to share Romans chapter 12, verse 13, which is very short, very to the point. It says, share with the Lord's people who are in need. Now, that's specifically talking to sharing within the church body when a brother or sister in Christ has some sort of tangible need that you can meet. But of course, there are plenty of other scriptures um, in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 6. Jesus talks about 
um, giving to the needy, giving to people who are struggling, who are in need. Um, John the Baptist talks about this. I think it's in Luke chapter three, when the people are coming to him and saying, oh, okay, we've been baptized by you. What should we do now? And he's saying, if you have two coats, give one of them to somebody who needs a coat. He's very practical. And so it's very important that we, when we have opportunity, we give generously. Okay, number eight, we love others well by living well in front of them, by being wise and holy in our lifestyle so that they get to observe that, so that we can model that for them. Now, of course, you, we're not going to be perfect all the time, but that's a chance for them to see real life as a Christian, that I may have these ambitious goals of how I want to live, and then when I don't live up to it, they get to see me apologize, they get to see my humility in that, they get to see me turn to God and trust Him um, to live into His grace. I think one of the, the great passages that encourages us in this is in Ephesians 5. Uh, which says, be very careful how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. It's so easy in everyday life to just get caught up in, in social media or what's everybody doing or what's the fun TV show everybody's talking about and we just go along for the ride without being intentional about how am I living and, and what might that, what message might that send to my next door neighbor? What message might that send to my coworker, my boss? What message might that send to my Facebook friends who are going to see this post and may not have all the background of it? So living well, living intentionally in front of other people. We've got two more that I want to highlight and then we're, we will recap this top 10 list. But number nine, for loving others well, how do we do it practically? We serve and we help when we have opportunity to do that. I'm sure that if you've been in the church for any length of time, you've heard a sermon on uh, the Good Samaritan, the parable of the Good Samaritan. Um, it's, it's pretty popular even just in general culture, uh, but certainly within the church culture. And you can read the story in Luke chapter 10. And this is such a clear picture of, you know, a man is injured and he's, he's laying on the side of the road and these holy people walk by and they go around him and his neighbors walk by and they go around him and then a Samaritan walks by and you know for them at that time that was basically their enemy that was someone they did not spend time with they were not supposed to spend time with and yet the Samaritan has pity on him, takes care of him, pays money to an innkeeper to care for him. He's giving of his time, his energy, his financial resources to care for this person who is supposed to be his enemy. And the Lord paints that for us as a picture of what does it mean to be a good neighbor? It means we go out of our way to help someone when we have opportunity to do that. We don't ignore the needs of the people around us. Um, and we don't focus on maybe everything we do or don't have in common. We just help when we have opportunity to help. And then point number 10 that I want to highlight is we offer hospitality. Um, I actually heard Jen Wilkin, if you're at all familiar with her, she's connected with the Gospel Coalition um, and has a lot of books and Bible studies out there. And I heard her speak recently about the difference between entertaining and hospitality. 
and she had some great points to say. Um, and it was really encouraging for me because she really pointed out and reminded me that entertaining is, is more about me. You know, how does my house look? How does my food taste? Um, is everyone having a great time? Whereas hospitality is really just about opening the door and inviting people in to share life together. And that doesn't mean I'm not going to at least kick some of the kids' toys out of the way so they can walk through the front door, but it does mean that I'm not going to be stressed about the fact that, hey guys, I'm a stay-at-home mom with triplets. The house is kind of messy. I don't dust as often as I would like to, but we have food on the table and we have conversation and we have prayer and we have encouragement. So come in and just live life. And so that may... That may need to happen in your home, but that also can just happen with how you spend your time to intentionally be real with people, um, try to be comfortable with people so that they feel more comfortable um, and offer that hospitality of your home and your heart of your conversation. So friend, let's recap this top 10 list of practical ways that we can love others well, and then we will wrap up episode 10. We spend time with them. We use our gifts and talents to serve them. We share our hope with them with gentleness and respect. We offer wise counsel and advice from our own experience. We intentionally encourage them. We pray for them. We give generously when people are in need. We live well. We we live a holy life in front of them. We serve and help whenever we have opportunity and we offer hospitality. We share life with them. I hope that some of these tips are are feeling very practical for you. Um, some of them are things you can do literally every day, and some, you know, not maybe not every day are you having somebody into your house to be hospitable and have them over for dinner, but you can do that on a regular basis. So think through this top 10 list and pick one of them where you think the Lord is really pressing you and saying, hey, friend, I I think that you could do this a little more intentionally with your neighborhood, with your community, with your workplace. And think about how they might apply to your relationships and your situation. So that is our top 10 list and wraps up our mini series, walking through the what, the why, and the how of the four pillars of the Love Your People Well podcast. So my friend, if you have not hit subscribe yet, to this podcast. Today is the day. Do it, girl. You know you want to. Hit subscribe so you don't miss any of these episodes. And if you've been blessed by any of these first 10 episodes, I hope that you will leave a review, Um, just a, a quick written review on Apple Podcasts. It's such an encouragement to me, and it helps other women connect with this podcast as well and to become a part of this community. And the last thing that I'm going to leave you with is uh, just a reminder, if you have not signed up yet for the Relationship Reset free five-day email course, uh, it can be really helpful, very practical, and you can do it in your PJs, you know? It's an email that's going to come into your inbox every day for, well, six days, because there's like, hey, introduction email, and then a five-day course walking through very practical self-assessment and then practical steps that you can take to infuse a a little fun and fulfillment and meaning back into a relationship that might have gotten a little dry. Um, And for a lot of women, I know that that's a friendship that we want to reinvigorate, or that's a coworker that we feel pretty frustrated with, and we want to have a healthier relationship there. And so, yes, it might be helpful when you think about your husband or your kids or your parents, 
but it also might be helpful with these other people, friends, community members, where you want to have a great relationship. So check out the link in the show notes for the Relationship Reset free five-day email course. And I will see you back soon for episode 10. All right, hugs and blessings, my friend. I'll talk to you soon.